Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Sore Podcast. I hope you are having a great day. Hey, guys, we need reviews. I'd love for you to be the review of the week. Please leave us a message on iTunes. Review us. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes, okay? We want to continue to grow the podcast. We so appreciate your love and support. Yes, we do. So we need for you to tell us about it so that you can be chosen as our review of the week. Okay. Okay. Also, today we are joined by a cool sore of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, Brandy Janae. She is a creator. That's right. She said, if it's a story, a poncho, a program, or whatever, I just want to create and live my life so that I or it can be an example of what is possible. I love that. You'll hear that quote again in just a moment. But here she is with Create in Love. Enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all. I am a cool soror of What's up y'all? I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of podcast hosted by me Rashawn Ali. It is another edition of the Cool Sore podcast and today I am joined by Brandy Janae. She is a creator extraordinaire. She says if it's a story, a poncho, a program or whatever, I just want to create and live my life so that it is an example of what is possible. And she joins the Cool Sore podcast today. And Brandy, you are a Cool Sore of? Theta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Good, good. good. I love I love your, is this your, your mission statement for yourself? You know, that's my bio, but my mission statement is just to live life. Like, I just want to do me. And yeah. for a long time, people would ask me, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to do me. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> like, I want to create. I want to live life. I want to explore. I want to just expand. Yeah. So that's my thing is just really expand. Okay. So yeah. what does that look like when people hear you say, I just want to create. And yeah. for creatives, cause, because I'm one yeah. too, when you get a regular person who doesn't understand <laughs> that language, how do you convince them that your uh, definition of creating your own life mm-hmm. really makes sense? Yeah. Or does it even matter? It doesn't make sense. That's right. the first thing. Like, I'm just going to be really honest. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense to me and my calling and my purpose. Right. And so for me, it's just being able to break down what I do. Yeah. So yes, I'm a creator. What does that mean? I write. Mm-hmm. I write stories. And so based on that, I go on like, yes, I write stories. But I do books, I do screenplays, I do television scripts. So it's that kind of thing. And I don't want to limit myself into yeah. one thing. That's I think that's the biggest thing people are like, which one lane are you in? Right. I'm like, I'm a multi-lane highway. Like, <laughs> I'm doing it all. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But your background is social work. It is. And so yeah. how does that look in your everyday life? Yeah. A social work, a social worker, and also uh, someone who's a creative. You know, that's been one of the challenges is how do I merge the two? Because Mm -hmm. I really do like social work. I love what it stands for and the history of it. Um, But I also have that creative side. Right. And so for me, it's merging the two. So as a writer, I take that skill set that I learned as a social worker to write my stories, to do a really in-depth character analysis about my character. So that helps. And then also um, expanding that into um, 
creating programs and workshops centered around social work using that skill set, but then yeah. bringing in the creativity. So it's a balance. It's a delicate balance. And okay. I'm always walking that line of social worker and creator, but they're yeah. merging. So, so I'm assuming that characters yes. that you have <laughs> developed have been kind of like a direct correlation with some of the people that you may have served. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's lots of stories. <laughs> yes. I'm sure my mom has a, a MSW. So oh, okay. she ran the, the okay. um, Emory Hospital Social Work Department for years in the mm-hmm. 80s. So I know all about this life. Right. <laughs> a little yes. bit. So, so when you find an interesting person, do you automatically, obviously you go into how can we help them? Mm-hmm. But then in the same sense, you're like, oh, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm observing, I'm paying attention, right. and it's as I'm writing characters, they want to be authentic. So I'm listening to how they talk. Right. I'm watching their little nuances with their hands, mm-hmm. and what are they doing? I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I'm just studying. So I'm always studying people, even if I'm at the supermarket. Yeah. I'm looking at their basket, and I'm making up stories about what's in their cart and what they're going to go home and do. So I'm always seeing story all around me. So why didn't you when you first decided to to go to college Mm -hmm. that you didn't focus on screenwriting or being in the theater department. Why social work? That is so funny. I just found a letter the other day from 2002 when I was writing to a friend of mine, like I want to be a writer. She wants to be a theater major. And I'm like, that was 2002. Like what happened? Um, And it's one of those things where I didn't know that it was possible. Okay. And so that's where I'm at the mindset now of like, I want other people to know whatever it is you can dream of, it is possible. Right. I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved here to Georgia, I met up with, um, when I went to Clark, Mm -hmm. I met a friend there and she was also a writer. So we kind of encouraged each other and then okay. that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. So then you finally say, wow, now this truly is my passion. Yeah. Yeah. And now you are working towards doing this full time or? That's the plan. Yeah. Yes. Full time. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your first piece of, uh, of, of literature that you wrote? I mean, that you say, oh, man, I think I got something here. Um, probably the short story. Mm-hmm. I was living in California. I was driving from um, Highland, California to LA working. Sometimes I would take the Metrolink and I would write on the way to work. On the way home, I would write. And I wrote a short story that became the basis for one of my novels, you know, at some point. Yeah. And that's how it started. Yeah. So yeah. you were literally there on the bus yeah. or whatever the, the train. Yeah, the yeah. train. Writing. 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 Yeah. So do you have to have a certain type of scenario? You have to be in a certain mood to write? <laughs> like, what is it? Or you just need pen and paper? No, you know, stories just come to me. You know, one story I wanted to, I was like, it would be really interesting to write a story about a woman named Sin, mm-hmm. S-I-N. Yes. I'm like, what kind of mother would name her child Sin? Sin. You know, who is she that she thought this was okay? What did she go through that she thought she had to name her child Sin? And so then questions just form. And so from there, I based one of my stories. And then with my current book, um, Hidden, which is coming out May, um, with that one, it started because I wanted to write a relationship self-help book. Uh-huh. But then I realized I don't know anything about self-help. <laughs> right. I don't know anything about relationships. Like, I'm not qualified to do that book. Yeah. So I created a character who was qualified, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but you still have to be qualified I to write know, a character, right? to, you know? So you still have to do the same amount of research. It's different, though, okay. because it's not coming from me. It's coming from my character. And okay. my character, I know it sounds crazy, but my character knows more than me about this self-help book. Wow. <laughs> so she wrote it. So that was like the basis of, you know, the book that I have coming out 
okay. in May. Good. Yeah. How excited are you about this? I'm so excited. How long it's did it been, take you to, to, to write it and finish it? Oh, my God. It's been such a process. I wrote it about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and then I decided I didn't know what I was doing. That seems to be like a running thing. I didn't know what I was doing. So finally, I got with the developmental editor, sent them the story, and then just started working from there. So now it's probably been about eight months of okay. rewriting, working with the editor. It's like a, I've added 60%, taken out a whole lot, just constant rewriting. Yeah. 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 So uh, it, during that process, do you ever question if the story is changing through the, rewrite, the rewrites? And it changes. Yeah. And that's good. Okay. Like, I'm so okay with the changes because I'm like, I want to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And the story is always going to drive what I write. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be about me. And so before I write, light my little candle, burn a little sage. And then I'm like, I'm asking, what do you want me to know? Yeah. What do you want me to tell? And then I start writing. Who are you asking? The universe. Yes. I'm asking the characters. Like, yeah. what is it? Because I don't come up with the initial premise. It's always... Just and I hate to say it that way because it doesn't sound like a good answer, but it just comes to me. Yeah, and so because of that, it's coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So keep on coming. Yeah, if you ask, it'll be answered, right? So I just keep on asking. Yeah, are are you a pen paper or your computer? I do both. Okay, I start off on pen and paper, but then the more I get into it, especially with the revising, I have to go to the computer because track changes and all that good stuff. But so you not only writing books, and Mm -hmm. so you you the way this sounds <laughs> this is a movie and it that's is. the plan that right? is the plan yeah. i want every single book to become a movie that is the goal mm. yeah so where are you in that process i know that you have to finish the book or are you writing the book in the screenplay simultaneously no they're so different okay. i tried to write the, in the past tried to write both at the same time and i can tell the difference in the writing okay with screenplays and novels so now i'm just focusing strictly on hidden just working on that book and getting it out yes tell me a little bit more about felinopoly felinopoly that's my baby (laughs) (laughs) first of all i love that the name is outrageously beautiful yeah (laughs) felinopoly has been a project of mine for i don't know how long um it started off as a short story just wanting to tell a human story about people with criminal records Uh you know far too long too much we see they're thugs, they're criminals, they're hardened. And it's like, no, they're, that's my brother, that's my cousin, that's mm-hmm. my father. Like, where's that story of yeah. them just being a person who made a mistake? Uh-huh. Um, and that's how that started. So I'm actually still working on that screenplay, just trying to get it going. Um, and then the goal is to have these workshops, these storytelling workshops, dealing with people who were formerly incarcerated, to make sure that they own their story, that they yeah. know how to tell it from a pa- place of power, um, and then how do they use that to further their lives so that they're not just surviving, but thriving. And yeah. that's really important to me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So now um, you've done so many great things around writing. Mm-hmm. You're also a charter member and secretary for the Women's National Book Association Atlanta yes. chapter. How important is it for you to continue to foster your dream, but Mm -hmm. then surround yourself with like-minded people? That's so important because they keep you going. Right. And it's that thing where, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so you're constantly learning and then you're giving back. So the more you teach people, the more you learn. And that kind of sets everything into place and you just you just propel and you just go. Yeah. So it's important because it's motivation, it's encouragement, I'm giving back and then I'm able to give other people what I didn't get, which is I think that's you know isn't that life? Yeah, of course. That's what we do, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean you have to. And I'm glad that you are around people that are because you could be one of those people that 
okay, I'm just a social worker, but I really wanted to be a writer, but you're doing, not just a social worker, yeah. but you know, you yeah. had dreams and you're fulfilling them. Right. You know, you're right. not just stuck in your cubicle and saying, <laughs> I had this dream of being a writer, but you're right. going after it. Right. And you can time. do both. Absolutely. Absolutely. People, I don't understand. Well, I have to work. Yeah, but then what do you do after work? Yeah. Because you can do it. Like, it's not either or. I've never been an either or person. Like, how can I do both? How yeah. can I do it all? How do I make it work? Yeah. I think that's the question. Yeah. 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 What was life like for you growing up in San Bernardino, San California? Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I was um, raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I went to a Catholic school kindergarten through sixth grade. And then I told my mom, I don't want to do this anymore. Really? <laughs> I didn't want to do it anymore. What was that conversation like? Uh, she was fine with it. She didn't have to pay tuition anymore. Right. <laughs> so she's like, I'm okay. Um, but I just really wanted something different. Um, you know, I'm San Bernardino, it's, I love my city, but it's a small little town. And, you know, unless you want to go to L.A., there's not much to do out there. Um, so I left that school wanting to just do more, like go to a public school and see right. other people and wear my own clothes and not have to deal with the nuns. Like I just wanted that different experience. So it was good growing up there, but, um, like in my mid, um, twenties, I was like, I need to move. I right. Need something different. Quit my job, stole my, um, furniture, whatever didn't fit in the car, either, you know, uh, I gave away or I sold. Right. And then um, the day before I was to leave, everybody was asking me, where are you going to live? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm. They said, where are you going to live? I don't know. So you're going to Georgia, somewhere you've never been before. And you don't, and you don't have a place to right, stay. I'm right. like, yeah, I'll find a hotel when I get there. And um, the day before I left, my sorority sister called one of her aunts who stayed in Duluth. And mm-hmm. she said, tell her she can stay with me. What? Yeah, that's sisterhood though, right? Right, of course right? it is. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's that's how it happened. And um, I stayed with her for a few weeks, got my own place, still didn't have a job, didn't know how I was going to pay rent. Um, but you had a degree. I had a degree. Um, but it takes a while, you know, yeah. to come out and somewhere and get a job. I think it took a couple of months okay. before I got a job. But I'm like, I just have to go. Yeah. And sometimes you got to take that risk. Yes. And just do it. Aren't, aren't you glad you did? I am. Yeah. Because that led me on this path of writing. I don't think I would have been a writer had I not made the move. Yeah. I really don't think so. Why not? What was it about the move that sparked the passion? Um, one, being away from everything and everybody. I didn't have a choice but to kind of succeed. Yeah. Um, and then being home, you're so comfortable and no one challenges you. Mm-hmm. And so I needed that. And then I think also I understood my purpose having been here because when it's just you alone, yeah. you got to dig deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to dig really deep and just reading different books. Um, you know, Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, reading mm-hmm. the Bible, Iyanla Van Zandt, Lisa Nichols. I understood mm-hmm. what I was going through and why. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you realize that on the path to greatness, those that we consider great went through the same thing that we went through. Right. We just have to recognize that yeah. there's the other side. Yeah. And you well, don't think that about yourself. No, though. you don't. Yeah. 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 What, what, what was revealed to you throughout those times when you were, you know, studying <sighs> your path to greatness? Um, I think two things, one, and I have to go back to like when I was like 1920, I was meditating for the first time on my purpose. Mm-hmm. And what came to me was love. And I was like, 
I don't want this. Right. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. I was like 19, 20. I had no clue. And at that time, I was, um, you know, not religious. I right. kind of turned away from that. So to hear love, I didn't understand what that meant. Okay. And so for years and years and years, I kept journaling about it and it wouldn't go away. I kept trying to meditate about again. love. Yeah. It just wouldn't go away. And I kept meditating because I wanted to hear a writer. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to hear. And it didn't come. The mm-hmm. only thing that came was love. Mm-hmm. So here I am in Georgia all alone, sad, depressed. <laughs> I have my books. Um, and then I'm reading about how love is the greatest form of energy, mm-hmm. how love is the root of it all, how it transforms things. And I was, I was bawling, Rashawn. I yeah. was bawling like, oh my God, this is what it meant. And again, had I not been in that place of searching and being away, I don't think that would have been revealed to me in that way. Right. Yeah. How did it continue to manifest love? That was another thing. Because I'm like, what does that look like? How does that look like? And so what I realized is that it's an action word. It's a verb and it's doing. And it started with really loving myself and understanding who I am and understanding that, yes, I want to do for others. Yes, I want to be selfless. But it starts with me filling myself up talking to my inner child, loving and raising my inner child, right? And then um, giving of my talent. And so part of that is like writing and Felinopoly. And even though I write fiction, I still write stories that women can relate to. Mm -hmm. That will cause you to question yourself because I'm all about the journey to self and what that looks like. Yeah. So love for me is doing um, and it's being okay with who I am and what that represents. Where are you on the journey now? Yeah. Uh, you know what? This journey is going in all kind of circles and right, around right. the corner and up the block. It's fine. <laughs> I'm with you. That's why I asked. It <laughs> is going. Let me tell you. And I have been bothered um, sometimes because I'm like, why don't I get it? Why am I? Why am I still trying to learn this thing? And so where I'm at now is when I do, I don't do resolutions. I do themes for the year. So this theme for 2018 is being B E I N G being. And that's accepting me for who I am, accepting the place where I am and mm-hmm. willing to embrace the process. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So where am I in this? I'm just being, mm-hmm. I'm just doing me. I'm enjoying it. And I am grateful for every lesson that is coming my way. Yeah. Yeah. You said um, you weren't su- super religious at a mm-hmm. certain time in your life. Yeah. Where are you in your spiritual walk? I probably at the age of 30-ish, I was finally able to say that religion wasn't for me. It was a struggle. It was a real big struggle. Mm -hmm. I remember my late 20s, one of my sorority sisters sending out an email about Oprah's is, we got to help her because she don't think Jesus is the only way. She sent out that clip. And I was like, I was so thankful that she sent that email. Because I'm like, yes. There's somebody who looks like me. That thinks like me. Thinks like that. And it's Oprah. (laughs) It doesn't get any better than that. So that was like the opening for me being okay with walking away from from what I have been, you know, raised with. I was raised Catholic. Yeah. So it's hard. But I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. When were you able to say it out loud? Uh, early 30s. Early 30s. Early 30s. Without? Feeling bad. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah. Did people come for you? Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to pray for me. Oh, yeah. 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 They're going to pray for me. 
and they look at me like, oh, you poor little thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. And I think that goes back to when I was meditating on my purpose and it was love. Yeah. And so knowing that I'm so much more secure in saying that I'm not religious. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because I know that love is still within me. It's still something that I'm giving to the world and it's, it's not based on religion. Mm -hmm. So what is your time with the universe like? Um, a lot of, so I have a good time by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. Totally fine. I have a good time. So it's a lot of, um, gratitude statements, being thankful. Um, there are moments, there's two things, um, being around the color green in nature. I always say green is my spiritual color. So I love being um, around that, looking at trees or being in the grass or something like that, because that brings me closer. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. And then of uh, the moon, there is something about looking at the moon that is like, yes, that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I'm part of something so grand and I'm so thankful for it. And right. then just constant prayer. Like I just, you know, I'm talking all the time like, hey, God, it's me and you. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. You ever thought about writing about that part of your life? I haven't. <laughs> I have not. Huh. Huh. I mean, you know, don't ever say I never gave anything to you. <laughs> Why not? Because it's be one of those untapped things that I think we as, especially as black people, because we were, you know, yeah. taught a certain way yeah. our whole lives that we, I mean, it, is, it would take a special person. It continues to take special people to mm -hmm. even have the conversations mm -hmm. about it, yeah. that there is something yeah. different for everybody. Yeah. And, and it's not just one way. And so yeah. coming from California to the South mm -hmm. and having that issue with religion, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. You in the was, Bible Belt. No, and I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, like, you oh are. I couldn't buy drinks on Sunday. I'm like, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It was, it was, it's, it was difficult. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. But now you're I'm good. Peace. I am so okay with it. Good. Yeah. Good. I am. What did your mom say? She doesn't care. She doesn't. She doesn't care. Yeah. And she has been that type too. She was like, well, she never has been religious either, but it was one of those things that you do because your parents did it. Yeah. And so my mother also went to Catholic school. All of her sisters went to Catholic school. So for them, they made their children go to Catholic schools mm -hmm. without questioning the beliefs or questioning yeah. what am I doing? So mm -hmm. we have to kind of think about what's best for us and not do it because that's what the family has been doing. Right. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. What's your ultimate dream? My ultimate dream? Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I really want to just build an empire where I am helping people. Yeah. You know, if it's for them, my biggest thing is I feel like I have lived my life if I have helped somebody else to live their dream. Mm -hmm. That really is my biggest thing. When I think about the end of my life, what do I want? Right. It's that to say that I was able to do this because of this program or this workshop or because of this funding or, you know, whatever it is that I gave people an opportunity. Right. Yeah. You know, another good idea. I don't know if you thought about uh -huh. this, but using the books that you write as almost therapy for maybe some patients mm -hmm. or something like that, that, mm -hmm. Hey, I have a book for you. Maybe it's a situation <laughs> where they are dealing with the same thing that the main character may be dealing with uh -huh. and help them through it. I don't know. It's yeah, another idea. All, all kind of ideas. I'm creative. You're trying to put me to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's it rains down. Thought. Yeah, it it's a good, I mean, you never know. You yeah. just never know. 
Alrighty, so in 2002, you became a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Did Zeta Phi Beta choose you or did you choose Zeta Phi Beta? Oh, gosh. Can I answer both? Of course you can. Can both of them do it? Yes. Because I work with um, two uh, Zetas and they were like, you need to come check us out and see what we're about. I'm like, uh, I'm good. I don't uh-huh. want to. I'm good. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go because I like them as people. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I'll go and check it out because I like you. Right. And when I went there, they were so welcoming and so genuine and i'm like yeah this is this is home wow yeah yeah good so you played the cal state sam but you yes. you didn't leave sam you didn't <laughs> you had to leave sam. at some point i left yeah. I mean, after i graduated you yeah. know it took a, probably about two years after yeah. that i yeah. left yeah. yeah yeah but yes cal state san bernardino exceptionally mm. sexy epsilon sigma chapter yes. yes i love it and you were number one how many more yes. in your line Ace club there's two of us two of really? yeah and she's like six feet tall i'm like five three <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you guys both of you are super close i'm sure yeah we awesome. are that's sweet yeah. that's good that's good that's good what is your definition of cool cool um i think that for me cool is being authentically you i am drawn to people who, if you were i hate to use the word crazy but you know if you're a little off a little yeah. special right, right, right. <laughs> but if you own that and that's who you are like i just just be comfortable with that because it's so much more easier being around somebody who owns who they are yeah and just be you yeah like, there's enough people out there trying to be somebody else like, right no what makes you special oh what makes me special um I, I, it has to be my creativity just my mind and where it goes like <laughs> It goes everywhere. So yeah. I kind of have to always like pull it back and keep it in check. But that's part of where my um, talent comes from. Yeah. And um, part of my, I guess, you know, my mark on this world is, yeah. is my creativity. Yeah. Yeah. What's the last book that you read? Not wrote. Not read. Wrote, read. Yeah. Oh, God. Or what's some of your favorite books, like um, your go-to books? I love The Temple of My Familiar hmm. by Alice Walker. Okay. Yeah. And that's a book I read three times mm-hmm. because I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it was so much in there. I'm like, I need to like really read and study this. Right. And then there's another, there's a little one called Jonathan Livingston, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Mm-hmm. And it's a really short book. You can probably read in about two hours, but the message of it, of leaving to go get the skills that you need, the knowledge that you need, and then coming back to educate and give it to others but then understanding that the masses they're not going to accept what you have hmm. to offer hmm. but you go anyway right and you teach them anyway and you might get one or two and that one or two and they leave and they learn right and they come back and it's a cycle yeah so it's a it's a really good book about um yourself the journey to self about spirituality about what it means to kind of separate yourself yeah from other so people. you saw yourself in that i book. did yeah. <laughs> i did and you're doing yeah it sounds like you're doing exactly that yeah 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 Look so at i'm that excited <laughs> <laughs> so the book that's coming out uh tell me a little bit more about the book that's coming out in may and how people yes. can get it and all of that amazing so, stuff this book is called Hidden. Um, it's about a controversial self-help author named Dinah Bradley who Dinah. has these repressed memories. So she's out here living her life, telling everybody how to live their best life. Mm-hmm. But she has this hidden stuff that she doesn't want to deal with. So it's one of those things where I can deal with the past or the past can deal with me. And so Dinah's at that crossroads, like, what do I do and what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And she has an underlying reason for why she wrote this self-help book, which I can't say because you got to read the book. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but the reason is very uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so it's one of those things where, again, 
are you your past? Um, how do you get over it? And then what do you do from there? How like much you have of, to decide who you are. How much of Dinah is you? Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> you know what? As I'm rewriting it, I'm like, what the hell? Like, am I writing about myself? Like, no. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities um, in her in the sense that she is, she's an author yeah. as well. But then also just overcoming past mistakes and just forgiving yourself, yeah. you know, forgiving yourself for what you've done and being able to face it and move on. Yeah. How do you come up with the um, characters' names? Um, you know, Dinah, I wanted something that sounded a little bit old. <laughs> and for me, Dinah sounds a little bit older. You know, I just somebody classy yeah. sitting up there doing her thing. Um, so it kind of fits the, like, in terms of the feeling of it. That's how I pick a name. Like, what does it feel like? Yeah. So Dinah that felt like feel, an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. But it felt like she's, you know. Mm, right yeah. yeah and she yeah. is she, she's definitely that yeah so um yeah so the ebook is being released may 26 and then the paperback is being released uh june 3rd mm-hmm. i'm having a launch party june 3rd nice. yes i'm gonna invite you Yay. you're invited um so i'm excited about this book i think it's one of those books where i want to like have a book club meeting and have a really in-depth conversation right, right. there's so many layers mm-hmm. to this book and to her character do you have friends that you let read prior to you I know you going to, to press and all that I, yeah. I had some beta readers yeah and i got back feedback this weekend okay good yeah good feedback are you and you know what it was interesting feedback okay <laughs> <laughs> it was good feedback um i'll just share with you one of the i don't know if it's good or bad I, you know it is what it is um but they didn't like dinah mm. they understood her they understood her choices but they didn't like her and then one of my readers said um but I don't know because I think more women should be like her. So I thought hmm. that was really interesting how you didn't like her, but now you're wondering like, hmm, what should if more I, women yeah. were like her? Yeah. So yeah, Dinah's complex. She's one of those characters where you just got to be compassionate towards. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. How can people <laughs> find you and stay connected with everything that you're doing? Um, I am on social media at by Brandy Janae, and that's B-Y-B-R-A-N-D-I-J-A-N-A-I across all social media. Oh, good. Yeah, it's all the same. Good. I believe in it being all the same. It cuts down on the yes. craziness. Yes. Good. Well, I'm really proud of you. Cannot you. wait to read Hidden and all the rest of the amazing books that you're going to write and screenplays that we're going to see. Yes. see I'm speaking it. And you're an actor too, right? Uh, yes, see? I am, darling. Here we go. <laughs> I can be Dinah if you'd want. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Thank Brandy. You. I really appreciate I it. I appreciate it. Continued success on everything. Thank you. All right, Brandy Janae, everybody. My name is Brandy Janae, and I am a writer, and I am a cool sower of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority.